This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Sinitra. We want to thank you for making us your first listener of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It is imperative to life, you know, like water, you know, that you make sure you do that. Because if you don't, I'm coming for you. I'm just going to be real with you. But that's why we're keeping it a buck today on a good old Tuesday. It's a $2 Tuesday. We still don't have quite figured out what that $2 is for. But, hey, we're going to make it work today for you. Now, T, we definitely got so much good stuff to talk about. Obviously, the Falcons got, got, it, got it done last night. They uh, not got it done. They didn't get the win, but they actually got some good work in last night. We're going to talk about what the deal is, what's going down. Is Arthur Smith's offense starting to finally come together? We kind of see what the plan is. And, and obviously, the Braves last night, Jada Odorizzi, whoo, man, that, that was a much-needed uh, performance, good performance by him. And last mm-hmm. but not least, and for the culture, we got virtual rappers signing mm-hmm. virtual contracts, and we'll talk about all that, you know. But first, but T, last night, Braves get the win, like I mentioned. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, you know, does his thing. Uh, I believe he had, what, seven strikeouts uh, mm-hmm. last night. And he, and he just looked like a guy that Alex Anthopoulos thought he was. He looked like the guy that Alex Anthopoulos thought he was, a guy that can come in and be a solid fifth or sixth guy in your rotation and give you some spot starts from time to time so you can give your front end of your uh, um, rotation a nice little rest. Yeah, and I think even more importantly, give an opportunity for Ian Anderson to continue to get it together in AAA, kind of buys uh, Alex Anthopoulos some time. And I think with that start, you know, getting those six innings and finally getting past five innings in his fourth outing with the Braves was really, really critical. And, you know, you know that more than anything, every little bit counted last night. And you got to give so much credit as well to that bullpen and how they literally held the Pirates scoreless on the back end of that game. Kenley Jansen with his 29th save. It was just a great all-around performance for that pitching staff overall. And you needed it because all you got on offense really was – from the, as I like to call them, the dynamic duo of Michael Harris the second who actually hit the two-run home run and drove Bond Grissom in last night. So very much needed, and you love them to get that win. Also coming off of, again, hoping not to have a letdown from the highs of beating the Mets and the highs of beating the Astros, and you get a subpar, subpar 500 team like the Pirates, and you take care of business. Yeah, and that's, that's that's all you ask, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, they only beat them 2-1. So what? Like They got the win. Like you say, mm-hmm. I, I love seeing A.J. Mentor come in and, yes. and just doing his thing. Like, you, you love to see those things. And then Kenley Jansen, like you mentioned, closing the, closing the door down like like he's mm-hmm. supposed to, like the veteran, vet, savvy veteran that he is. Yes. And I think that, you know, in the top of the fifth inning, I think just Michael Harris is – it is really amazing what he's doing because I think that we've gotten a little spoiled down here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about something that Dansby Swanson said that I mm-hmm. thought was very interesting and it was very fitting. But before we do that, T, tell the folks about how Dave is uh, lending, out, lending a helping hand right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. We are not out of the woods yet as it relates to COVID. 
and the pandemic mm -hmm. and how it has really just hit a lot of people's pockets really hard and it continues to hit a lot of pockets hard. So you may be in a situation where, yes, our gas prices are down and we're able to fill our tanks for a little less than maybe we did even a few weeks ago. But the bottom line is those gas prices are still high. So as a friend of mine used to say, financial stress is definitely always the worst of stressors. And how do you get rid of that type of stress? Well, you borrow a little cash from Dave. Now, that is a banking app that you can easily get help with. $500 instantly with what they call extra cash. So you can finally tackle some of those expenses that maybe have continued to kind of dog you and kind of stress you out. There's no interest, no credit check needed. So if you think about it, the fact that millions of people have already downloaded this app and gotten the financial relief that they needed, that is a positive. That's a good thing. So again, if you're in a pinch, it's really easy to download the app from the app store right now. That's D. A-V-E, you sign up for that extra cash account, you can get up to $500 instantly. And of course, for terms and conditions, you're just gonna go to dave.com slash legal, instant transfer fees apply, banking is provided by Evolve, member FDIC, and your future, you will most certainly thank you. No, no doubt about it. I know what all you always can bank on is Michael Harris coming through in the clutch. Like, you know, at top of the fifth, that two run bomb and the opposite field and, and and the thing that kind of really just stood out to me, T, is that I, you, he sounds like a veteran. Like when mm -hmm. he, he was getting interviewed after the game, he was started talking to him about, you know, different things and about that actual, you know, um, that, that that bad. And I was just like, wow, this dude doesn't sound like a rookie. He doesn't sound like a guy. Like he sounds like he's been here before. And I think that that's, that says a lot, and I think people need to kind of understand what we're watching here because this is special. Like, this is not something that happens all the time. There are a lot of fans of other teams. Um, I was listening to a podcast of a guy talking that, uh, about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Don't ask me why I was doing that, but, you know, that's what it was. And you can just tell it's just different. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think like we got to be thankful that we cover this team because, you know, you know, I'm a big fan. I have always been one. And I think that, you know, it, it is for what what we're seeing with Michael Harris and what we're seeing with Von Grissom. I think it's just truly, truly um, phenomenal. And I think that Dan Swanson kind of put it into put into words as well. He called him an X factor. Yeah. And and it, it makes so much sense. Right. Because, you know, Adam Duvall. At the beginning of the year, he was playing center field. And mm -hmm. now don't get me wrong, Adam Duvall is not a slouch. You know, he's not a bum out there in the outfield, but mm -hmm. it, it said something. You start to see a change in this defense when when uh, Michael Harris inserted into that into that center field spot. And I think that, you know, I think Dansby Swanson couldn't have said it better by calling that man a, a straight up X factor. And that's what you want to see when you start when guys start to get the call, especially on the Braves, because we know they're more than likely they're ready if they're getting the call this early. Yeah, and Michael Harris the second is an X factor, and Vaughn Grissom is becoming an X factor because when you think about the fact that these are two rookies who've been called up from Double A, and the fact that the bottom of the order for the Braves has the, they are the best bottom of the order in, in all league. of Major League Baseball. That By is pretty <laughs> darn impressive, exactly. And I and that's a pretty pretty darn impressive. And I had the opportunity to meet both of them Friday and yes. talk to them a little bit personally. And they really are as mature one-on-one -on -one in one-on-one -on -one conversations as you see them when they step up to the plate. They are very calm, very cool, very collected. Just You can just tell, even in a quick conversation with Michael Harris II, even in a quick conversation with Vaughn Grissom, 
They're very, very level-headed, very sensible guys, but still also bringing that fun and bringing that edge to the Braves team. So it literally, they fit, and I can see why they fit in because that's exactly the formula and the blueprint that has worked, not just at the plate, but who this team has become and what that identity is when you look at a Ronald Acuna Jr., even to some degree, Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson, mm-hmm. but also yeah. Ozzy Albies, of course. So yeah, this, and, and William Contreras, got, got to get him in there as well. But yeah, yes. this is the formula. This is the blueprint. And what you're seeing is that it's coming to fruition and You cannot talk about an X factor, especially from the youth movement of the Braves without, of course, throwing in a Spencer Strider in that equation as well. But no question about it. We know that the league definitely loves pitchers, so nobody would be shocked if Spencer Strider ends up getting Rookie of the Year. But there's no question in all of our minds that Michael Harris II has definitely made not just a case for himself to be Rookie of the Year, but arguably the back half MVP for this team right up there with an Austin Riley or even a Dansby Swanson, especially Dansby's first half. Yeah. You, you have to like, if, if there's any year that co-rookie would suffice, right. (laughs) Rookie of the year would suffice for the international league. I think this is definitely the year hands down. And, you know, as the Braves want to continue this thing, you know, um, by 7.05 tonight's first pitch, Yes. And we're definitely going to be looking for them to, to get another win because, like I said, in the beginning of this conversation, mm-hmm. hey, the Braves are supposed to be these, beat this team and, and don't, it doesn't matter what the score is because I don't care how bad the Pirates are. As long as they got more runs at the end of the game than the Pirates, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. But, but T, coming up next, we're going to talk about some positives and negatives about the Falcons last night. What can we what can we glean from ATL Day One is gonna let you know exactly what that is. This is Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And you guys are our family who rocks with us each and every day. We appreciate you for that because you guys continue to download us everywhere that you get your podcast. You continue to give us five-star reviews and we appreciate it. And also you guys are continuing to keep us up and up and up, trending up or Locked On Sports Atlanta with over 3,100 subscribers on YouTube. So keep that coming as well. And you know what we like to see keep coming? It doesn't necessarily have to be a dub all the time in preseason, but we like to see progress. That's what Jarvis and I talked about on the Monday show. What do we want to see in terms of incremental progress from game one, or even if what we saw in the joint practices, were there some subtle resets from what we saw from the Falcons in those joint practices with the Jets that maybe could benefit or result in something that actually calculated or translated to the field in game day action Monday night. So again, we do know, yes, the Falcons fell 24 to 16 to the Jets in game two of the preseason, but there were still some good takeaways. And so with so much to get to, we'll probably do this a little bit more rapid fire style because we know there's a lot to kind of dig into and want to kind of touch on each and everything. Now, we'll start high level. General observations from you, Jarvis, on game two of the preseason. One of the things that really stood out to me was the sequence, like what 
Like, mm-hmm. really understand what Arthur Smith is trying to do on offense. He wants to be able to establish mm-hmm. the run game, and he wants to yes. be able to make passes and get his quarterback on the move outside of the pocket so he has some quick mm-hmm. and easy reads. Once they get start rolling out on get to the edge of the defense, or they can sit, go to play action and sit back in the pocket and, you know, do the, the whole five- to seven-step drops or what have you. And I think it's just – and it's simple, right? And he wants to make the offense as simple as possible – as far as whoever is up under center, and I think that mm-hmm. it, it, that looked like it looked like it was easy last night, like literally. And I think that I know that you know people want to make a, you know things about what it is just from a how defense coordinator handles on um, preseason. You know they mm-hmm. run very vanilla defense, but I yeah. I get that part of it. I understand. However, like when you're not used to executing mm-hmm. <laughs> on offense and, and not being able to do the thing that you want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, offensively, from a scheme standpoint, then you take advantage of those those, those particular situations. And I think Arthur Smith did that from time to time, and that's why you saw Marcus Mario look comfortable. And, you know, sometimes where you know he may have may or may not have you know over overthrew somebody or underthrew Kyle right. Pitts, and, you know. So, but I think that overall, I think mm-hmm. that I understand what Arthur Smith's trying to do, and I, and it looks. Really good. really good when he is able to um, call plays accordingly so mm-hmm. the office can office can go out there and execute. Yeah, I would agree as well. That was one of my general takeaways on a positive note from the game last night as well. And just to add to that, I thought that it was very interesting and actually very critical for Arthur Smith also to be just having some different, some varied and some lengthy uh, counts, if you will, yes, so as to throw yes. the Jets uh, defense off. And that seemed to work as well. And you didn't see, you saw some rollouts, but you didn't see Mariota or definitely Desmond Ritter take off nearly as much as they did last week. So also we saw some patience. And I do think that was a lot, had a lot to do with Arthur Smith and his coaching and his scheming to say, hey, let's be patient. And if the O-line does what we said we wanted it to do, which was own the line of scrimmage, if they give you the time, Go ahead, and even if you've got to scramble a little bit, if they're giving you some lanes, go ahead and take those lanes and throw down the field and get that ball going. So like you said, you did see some progress in the run game. Arthur Smith stayed committed to it regardless, but I really did like what I saw from the passing game and the way he called the the game yesterday. Now, what was your biggest positive and biggest negative takeaway from last night's game? I think the biggest positive for me, it would have to be what I saw from Drew Dalman, because I, I think that's something that, you know, I've, I've been very vocal about how mm-hmm. I feel about Drew Dalman, but I thought he did a solid job last night. He like when you think about because when you think about offensive line, you're watching games. A lot of times most people don't really know when they mess up. Or, mm-hmm. or even when they're doing well, sometimes because right. they don't the, the broadcasters don't call their names unless mm-hmm. what they get a holding call yep. or somebody they just get beat so badly where it's just so obvious and they and the broadcaster calls it out or you can see it for yourself. So right. I think that for him not to get his name called, for him not to fumble snaps, for him mm-hmm. to you know to be able to stay in front of people or get to, you know, get to the second level from time to time. He had a little issue struggling to get to that second, that next level in one particular play where the mm-hmm. Allison was running the rock. And if he had made it, he probably would have broke it off for a big run. But I think outside of that, I just think for him to be able to say, hey, man, I'm still in this competition. You know, I still think it's over, but I think, but it's good to see him, you know, be able to start the game and, mm-hmm. and come off with a solid game like that. Indeed. And what about your negative takeaway from last night? 
Oh man. Uh Troy Anderson was just there. Like, I mean, he made a couple of tackles and I'm just like, I'm still waiting to see the the the, 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 the metrics, right? The measurables. Like yeah. all of these measurables that I've been told that, you know, he's been doing. Oh my God, he's just, he's great. Yeah. Like, can I see it on the field? That's yeah. why, you know, I just he was out there. And the only reason I knew he was out there is because he made a tackle four to five mm -hmm. yards downfield. And we y'all know, yeah, if y'all don't know, I mm -hmm. don't care for linebackers making four tackles four to five yards downfield. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, whatever. Like I want him to tackle in the backfield or sacking the quarterback or picking the ball off. That's that's what I that's what I like linebackers to do. Yeah, and something else that you like, and this is actually on the positive note, and something that has shown itself to be great is betonline.net. No doubt about it. Because when you think about betonline.net, is the fastest, it's easiest way you can check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Because guess what, y'all? Football season is here. Yes. You can bet on the preseason games. You can go get the over-under. You can go see what, whether or not the Falcons are favored or not against all the Super Bowl contenders because, you know, they've been facing number Super Bowl contenders in the preseason because that's just – I don't know why that's the case. You know, I didn't make the schedule. Uh, who Arthur Smith didn't make the schedule, but that's just what it is. Like, everybody mm -hmm. they play against the Super Bowl contenders. So, we'll, 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 work, we'll work on that. But I think that if you can – Figure out if you want to get some information about where you need to go, whether or not you need to bet with the Falcons, or you need to take the under, or you need to take the over, or if the Falcons aren't the favorite. Hey, man, go ahead and risk a little money and you can get a little bit more change. Because guess what? Bet Online continues to be the online source for all your sports wagering information. In from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you all covered. Now head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening day because bet online is where the game starts yes it does start there and also i think where the game starts and again this is on a positive note is when we see good play out of the likes of ade obendeji so i was yes. excited about his play last night but mm -hmm. also let me give a shout out to the d-line now of course i'm talking about our ones right i'm yes. talking about no, no, no. Yeah. Rush, yeah. a great year <laughs> let me just yeah let me qualify that because i want to say like arthur smith we apologize for the play in the second half. But the first half play, especially from the D-line, was pretty impressive last night. So that was definitely my positive. My negative, and I'm going to use it loosely, my negative was the run game, but not so much in terms of the lack of commitment because I do appreciate Arthur right. Smith's commitment to the run game. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see a little bit more from that overall group. Now, I thought Damian Williams showed up a little bit better last night, but ultimately my goal was to get to 100 yards without any – yards accredited to QB1 oh, or QB2, didn't mm -hmm. quite get there, got around 74 yards. So that was a little bit of a negative there. But listen, this is also that cut down day. So we went from 90 to 85 last week. Now we're going from 85 to 80 today. So my question to you on both sides of the pink slip day is this. Did anyone save himself from a pink slip today or, or did anyone get themselves in a pink slip situation, who was on the bubble, and it's like, thanks for your services. I think Geronimo Allison is, is in the ladder, right? I think he's a guy that I thought that was on the bubble because you you look at the usage, right? You can mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to really like like guess blind, blindly guess what who what player is going to be you know is going to get cut. And I think that I throw another one. I know we're supposed to get somebody who saved themselves, but I got two guys that I think that okay. is 
it's, it's, I think it's about to go down. Geronimo yeah. Allison and I think Alden Tate are two guys that haven't really just done anything yeah. to stand out. And I think that when you see guys like a lot of these kids, you see Cardell Hodge out there making plays. Shout mm-hmm. out to HBCU, Prayer View Annual. You know, represent all that good stuff. And it's, and Quentin Bell as well. Both of those mm-hmm. guys out there doing their thing. So I, I think when you have guys out there making a name for themselves, Demir Bird, they're making plays. And that's what you want to see from a coaching standpoint. And when you have those guys like Alton Tate and Geronimo Madison who really haven't done anything from the game right. standpoint, that's where you start to look because mm-hmm. that wide receiver room is deep, T. Yes, and Mr. Bernhardt as well. Yes. Mr. Mr. Bernhardt is definitely making – you know, he got all the all the fans because, you know, you know, know why he got all the fans. You know, We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> but I think that when you have all those guys making those plays in, that, in, that, in the same room as them, and, mm-hmm. and these guys are veterans and on cheap deals, more than like in one-year deals. Hey, that's 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 how the ball rolls sometimes, T. Yeah, and that was the concern that I shared as well in terms of depth. I was yes. really, yeah, I was wondering if Geronimo Allison or anybody else that was down that depth chart was actually going to show up and save mm-hmm. themselves. So like you, wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy where they say thanks, but no thanks. But yes, Jared Bernhardt continues to be on the other side, the good side of saying, hey, I am not trying to get a I belong. <laughs> I, exactly. I belong here, and I'm going to continue to make the case for myself. Now, what we're not sure actually belongs is another addition to the rap game in the weirdest fashion that you can ever think of. We'll talk about that on the other side in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanisha. want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Remember, whenever you miss us or whenever you feel like, man, I didn't listen to ATL Day 1s today, guess what you can do? Go to your wherever you download your podcast and download us today. It's free. And when you get there and you download us and you listen and you're having a great time because you just listened to some amazing content, you know, you guys are just laughing along and everything like that, you know when you're feeling good, go do something good. Go ahead and give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that in advance. Um, and be nice because we got about to get ready to wrap up the show. So I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to get on nobody's nerves today. But but T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And I think this definitely qualifies it from an entertainment standpoint. Yes. Now, we know that you know when you sent me this story, I was start. I started looking at the, the link, and I was like, the source. I was like. I didn't even know that still existed. You know, the source was the magazine that pretty much raised me when it comes to <laughs> hip hop culture and what's going on and when albums drop and all that stuff. So when I came across this, I was like, this is very interesting. So mm-hmm. now Ryan Rudin, who's a Capital Music's um, executive vice president of experiential um, marketing and business development, mm-hmm. was talking about a rapper that they just signed. OK, why is this relevant? Relevant, right? Uh, the rapper name rapper's name is Mika, and he's on TikTok and got a couple singles out and everything, and they have earned over a billion with a B views and accrued over at ten million followers on TikTok. All right, cool. All right, all right, Jar, what's the big deal? The big deal is this is AI. It's an AI rapper. For those who don't know, that's artificial intelligence. So basically, a virtual rap, rapper, not a real person. They just and they're going to be in their own commercial yeah. that's going to be produced by Apple Music. T, like, 
So who, where the money going to? Like, can I right. figure out who, like who getting paid? Can I be the bodyguard for the virtual rapper? Like, you know what I'm saying? Can I be a virtual bodyguard? And right. can I get paid and sign a contract too? Man, it is just I am amazed at how people make money these days. But this right. tastes the cake tea. This absolute tastes the cake. <laughs> yeah, for a true hip hop head like me, I'm like it just. At moments, I have so many questions. At moments, (laughs) I was just like, I I just, I don't understand. And trust and believe, the rap game these days has enough bootleg, low-brow rappers that should never crack a mic and should never spit 816, 64, or any bars whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. So why in the world did anybody think that we needed a virtual rapper? And then I think it's an affront to hip-hop culture. Because hip hop culture has always been about telling our story as African-Americans or as individuals who came up from, you know, the the streets, if you will, or or just modest beginnings and talking about our plight in a way that could not be communicated in other forms of art. Right. So Mm. how are you a virtual? You don't exist. You don't exist. So where are you picking up your experiences from? Right. So when I am thinking about. And I'm going to take it way back because I was I watched this uh, program that uh, is called Origins of Hip Hop. So right. some of my last. Oh, uh, that's episodes, a good dope show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. So some of the last episodes that I watched were about like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Melly Mel and that sort of thing. And it was talking about that is the origin of hip hop. And it came from the, one of their biggest songs, The Message, came from them talking about things that were happening in the world that were not being broadcast on you know, regular TV, if you will, or mm-hmm. on some random radio station or newspaper. And you can bring that up actually all the way to today because that is Kendrick Lamar. He is our guy who yes, really indeed. puts things first and foremost. So my question to you at, what is it, Capitol Records? What experience does an AI, ugh, something that's created and generated from your mind, that that doesn't speak to the heart and soul of hip hop. And yes, this is me coming from a hip hop head's perspective. <laughs> I have a huge, huge problem with this because you are, what's that word we use? Appropriating. You're appropriating for our culture and I don't appreciate it. Oh, Lord. Yes. Um, you are preaching, my sister. Um, I think that, you know, that's going to be something that definitely got to keep it now because when you're talking about making that connection, right? You know, like I know that, you know, I can listen to a certain album and it's going to take mm-hmm. immediately take me back to a certain place, yeah. a time in my life. Or I, it's, I take me to a place at a time in my life where I actually met that artist and interacted mm-hmm. with that artist and they were just exactly how I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just something that what you're talking about, you're, you're on to something, T. Like you're on to something. I'm, uh, there's definitely, hip hop has, has, has spoken to us you know, it's had an effect on our lives and it's been able to do a lot of things for us just from enjoying moments with our family or just taking us back to this, like just or reminiscing, you know. So mm-hmm. I know, you know, you got certain music that immediately takes you back to New Jersey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never really told me too many stories about New Jersey, but I know certain songs, it, it immediately takes like, yeah, there was some good times. I remember those days. And I think that that's something that I don't know if you're necessarily going to be able to get because this per- you can't touch this person you can't get connect with that person and i think that that's that's the unfortunate part when you're talking about a person that 
doesn't exist in yeah. or is it uh, AI or I don't even know what to call it. But, right. uh, <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, we're talking about our mentals and everything and how we got to get all that together. Right. We're mm -hmm. everybody's on that on board with that. And I think yeah. Nike has done something that we definitely have to talk about. But before we get there, T, tell the folks about Coffee AM. Yes. And Coffee AM, now that is real. You can genuinely get Coffee AM yes. from right here. Touch in the it, drink it, yes. see they it, cook it. Real people <laughs> know your real experience in trying to stay alert in these streets. Yes. With all the cray-cray that has gone on, even in the last 24 hours, you have to be on the alert in every single way. And I say that with all sincerity, because whether that is getting to work safely, whether that's getting home safely, or whether that's just keeping you alert at your job, something like Coffee AM, where you're talking about a blend that is natural, a blend that is organic, a company that takes seriously the product that they put in place for you, I think all of that is just amazing. And to think that it's just right there brewed in your backyard as the best small batch roaster in this country. So again, they go all around the world just to get you the best of the best. And if you wanna check out exactly how deep that menu goes, whether it's for coffee, tea, or even gift sets, then you need to go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. As soon as you wrap up ATL day ones, go and get yourself a cup of coffee. Maybe that'll get you ready for your act two for the rest of the evening. Again, mm -hmm. that's that's uh, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. And for that first order, you actually get 15% off. I mean, hey, if I'm looking for some good tea, if I'm looking for some good coffee and I'm looking for coffee that is literally, or even tea that is literally made to order, this is where I go. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on and get your 15% off on your first order today. The American Psychology Association did a survey back in 2021, T, mm -hmm. and it came to with, it was like a little bit over 1,500 people, you know, in the workforce. They found that 79% of, of employees reported work-related stress. Yes. Almost 80%. That is a huge number. So as we talked about before, Nike, it's, they took note. They said, you know what? We're going to do something about this. So for mm -hmm. the second consecutive year, Nike announced the closure of their global corporate office. It was from August 15th through the 19th, and they're calling mm -hmm. it Well-Being Week for mm -hmm. Nike employees to, quote, relax and recharge. How about that Nike looking out for the folks. Yes, I definitely <laughs> appreciate this because there was a study many years ago that charted the number one time frame, day and time that people in America have heart attacks. Guess what day that was? Sunday. Guess what time of day it was? Nighttime. Guess why? Because they were thinking wow. about the job that they were going to the next day that they absolutely hated. Yes. So what are some of the things that you could do if people hate their gigs? You can give them opportunities to reset so that that at least gives them a work-life balance and helps out tremendously. And listen, you know, one of my best friends, she has been in the pharmaceutical industry for years. Many of those companies are actually based abroad. And she's gotten two, three, four weeks off at the end of the year. Like they don't work in the month of December. So wow. this is something, yeah, and Canada is another company that's, uh, excuse me, country that's really big on it. So this is not new to the rest of the world. This is new to those of us here who think that overworking and working harder is better than working smarter. We'll check the rest of the productivity for the rest of the world, and it will tell you otherwise. Just like Jarvis said earlier today, two runs is productive enough to get you one win. And we hope that the Braves are able to get whatever productivity they need, whatever run yes. support they need for Max Free 
so that he can get a dub tonight and the Braves can get a dub. We're going to talk to you guys about it tomorrow. And listen, we're not finished downloading about the Falcons because, hey, they've got a short turnaround window before their next game against the Jaguars on Saturday. So we will continue to download on what we saw last night. We'll tell you guys what we're seeing at practice and, of course, give you reaction to any shocks or any check marks for anybody who got the pink slip this afternoon. So thank you guys again for watching. And you know we say this all the time, but I cannot tell you how important it is for somebody who works in Colony Square to please be safe in those ATL streets, my friends. Peace, and we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>